Hi, my name is Tina, and I talk a lot. A lot. So I figured I may as well put these vocal cords to good use. You know what? This isn't my first podcast, but it just might be my last. See, my passions are probably not unlike yours. They're plentiful and kind of all over the place. I can hardly be defined by one area of expertise when it comes to my business. And I love things like wiener dogs, a good game night, and books. All the books. So honestly, it just made sense to brand me. This brings us to the show. Tina talks a lot. I think you may just get a kick out of it. Well, hey, hey, hey. Goodness, we have a big topic today all about starting a business. So, wow, I could go back to 2009. I was working um, in corporate. I had uh, what I thought was working for a dream company, not necessarily the job I had. Uh, I was looking at being able to climb the ranks. And that was something that I really thought I would always do. Um, I don't know why I thought that because I also thought that I would own a business. <laughs> I guess I thought I was two different people or something, uh, cause doing both of those things is not likely. Uh, and so I, I was three years into this corporate career and I felt really stuck. Now it was at a time where we were in a recession, um, in, you know, 2006, 2007, and they had put in this company that I worked for, they had put a hiring freeze. And that also meant that no one was going to be moving around into any other positions. And you guys, to me, this felt like a jail. <laughs> and I thought, wow, I, I'm stuck in, in this position. I don't know for how long. Um, I wasn't happy in it. I had um, some middle management above me was, was, did not love me. Um, I love my manager, but um, you know, above that, but beyond that, it was, um, it was a really tough job. It was just a tough job because of the people. And I uh, really was excited to start something on my own. And so I uh, started my marketing and design company. It was a entirely huge leap of faith, uh, leaving a corporate job that many people um, never leave this company. They retire, they start there and they retire there and, and leaving is, is sort of unheard of. And so I left, I started my marketing company um, and I started with so little knowledge. And so sometimes I think when I'm recording some of these podcasts or sharing some of this information, I think, oh, uh, sometimes it's good to just learn on your own and not <laughs> soak up more uh, information. But I know some of you guys are thinkers and, and you're wanting some like, is this for me? Like, should I start my own business? Uh, what things should I be thinking about? And for me, I, I didn't think about a lot. I was like, can I make the same amount of money that I'm making right now? Um, you know, some of the things that I, what do I need to do? Um, I was, I was just, I jumped into it super naive. So I think the first thing is passion. I definitely had a passion uh, for what I would be doing. I, I owned a design company and we also managed social media uh, for small businesses. And we were actually the first social media company in our area. I'm not sure beyond that. I just knew that I was <laughs> totally paving away. uh, really had no idea what I was getting myself into. I just knew that small business owners were not going to be able to uh, be able to manage their own social media. 
And so after passion, I would say skill set, right? So whatever you're stepping into, um, if you have the skill set, awesome. If you don't have it, you need to work at it. I mean, had I not known uh, or gone to school for you know graphic design and marketing, I would have had to learn those things in order to start uh, my company. Totally doable, right? To learn a new skill set. Uh, not so quick though, right? Like it might take a little bit more time, uh, more time than it would for some than for someone that already has that skill set, right? So that's pretty obvious. So passion, skill set, I'd say those are a couple of things. If you can kind of check the box, like I'm excited, I want to do this, I know how to do it for the most part, at least to start. Um, I would say the third thing is willingness to learn. Even if you have the skill set, even if you have the passion, chances are there is some learning to do. And oh goodness, did I have learning to do in every single company uh, that I've owned now since then. For I'm on company number four, um, and you know every uh, spot along the way, every company along the way has given me a lot of education, a lot of, (laughs) a lot of place to learn. And I have been able to be really coachable. Now there have been times where I don't really want to listen to what someone has to say. For example, when I purchased, um, a salon, it was a decision that, um, yeah, we won't even get into all that. So, um, (laughs) be coachable. I have almost always had a coach. I'm always eager to learn more, to perfect what I'm doing, to be able to grow um, and to be able to see, you know, what it is um, that I'm, I guess I'm not seeing, right. Having someone other's viewpoint around that. So willingness to learn is huge. Um, I think there's, there's a lot more words around that, but just willingness to learn. The fourth thing I believe is a lot of people get hung up on the word sales. If you plan to own your own company, no matter what it is, I'd like you know to, you to challenge me if there is something you think isn't <laughs> isn't in sales. We have to sell everything we own, like every business you're selling something, um, services, goods, whatever it may be, you're in the business of sales. And so don't get hung up on that word. I would even say, you know, if, if it, if it makes sense for you getting a coach that focuses, um, around sales, I'll be higher or I'll be, um, interviewing my first sales coach here. Um, probably in a few weeks, you guys will hear from her Ursula Menchez. I recommend like just working on, um, your, your, your money story, your sales story, uh, because this is something you definitely will be stepping into and it does not have to be scary. It actually isn't. Um, when you have a good relationship with money and sales, it can be really, really powerful. So number five is be open to risk. There is risk in owning a business, right? Lots of factors can play into uh, this this business um, or being in business, not just this business, but risk. So for example, when I had my marketing company, uh, if there was a shift or change in social media platforms, there is some risk in how the business works. Now, when um, when I made the decision to close the doors, one thing that was happening 
uh, was that video was becoming a very big part of social media. Reels um, weren't quite there yet, but lives were. Um, and doing videos, short mini videos on your social media. Now, how we had had sold uh, our services to our clients in the past was based on, hey, you can hand it over to us. We will handle it. You can kind of be hands off. Besides approving some posts and doing some strategy sessions, we will take this over. Well, the platform changed, right? And so uh, we had to go back to clients and say, uh, to grow these social media platforms, we need you to actually doing some video right? And that's not what we initially sold them on. Now, did it crash my business? No. Um, but it, maybe it could, it could have our, our business kind of laid in the hands of how these online, you know, platforms were running and, and doing, uh, now that, that was a, a smaller risk. I would say, uh, my next risk in my, uh, salon, that was a huge risk. Uh, we, uh, my marketing company gave, uh, the salon gave us a loan, uh, to be able to purchase the salon and, um, it, it kind of crashed and burned. There were a lot of questions I didn't ask and things that I, um, didn't know, which was hard to admit. And I realized that I didn't have the passion. I didn't have the skill set. I, I didn't really have the willingness to learn, to be honest. I did not want uh, to have to figure out things like what was my um, cost of goods for, you know, someone getting a shampoo or, you know, a style or a cut, like those are the kind of things I just wasn't, I, I really honestly wasn't willing uh, to learn there. I didn't want to be the face of it. So I did not want to be in the sales role. And so there was a really, there was a really high risk. Now I have lots of lessons that I learned there and things that I would have done very differently. Um, but in business, there is, there is risk. Time, freedom, and structure. Okay. So this next piece is, can you manage your own time? This one is a biggie. People, um, jump out of corporate. They, you know, um, you know, if you're kind of living the same story as me, you, you know, jump out of corporate and you've had structure, right? You'd have a boss, you have deadlines. You maybe are, you know, speaking, you know, to clients and they have deadlines for you or they have, you know, right. They're managing your schedule a little bit too. And you own your own business. And all of a sudden you've got some time freedom, and you have to put some structure around this. It is really easy to just not do anything and not having that structure, um, can be really, really tough. So I here, I guess my biggest thing is having some sort of accountability. If this is a struggle for you. And then the last piece, I mean, there's, there are a lot of pieces in like is starting a business for you, but I think these are some of the key, key pieces that I think about. Um, the last piece is adaptability. Things will change. Every single day is different in owning a small business. That's why I love it. I think that's why a lot of people do love, uh, this, um, this, you know, being in business for yourself is that time freedom, uh, you know, to be adaptable, to have different days or, you know, different days all the time. Like none of my days look exactly the same, which I really enjoy. Not everybody does. Now, some things to think about as you're trying to figure out, okay, so what, 
what business am I going to start? Maybe you already know. Some people know. Some people are like, I just want to do something for myself. You know, for whatever reason in the world right now, there's lots of different reasons why people are choosing uh, to step out and do something on their own, right? We've heard of this, you know, mass resignation, um, you know, people finding their new passions. And some of the numbers that aren't being shared are the, the things that people aren't just like leaving their jobs necessarily and not doing anything. Uh, they're leaving their jobs for something, you know, maybe that they're more passionate about or they're learning a new skill set and going back to school. Um, a lot of people are taking a risk, right? I've heard of people quitting jobs they've been at for, you know, decades and decades and decades and following a dream that they've, they've always wanted to. And I can't be in the brain of every single person, but I do know some friends and different reasons that they've decided uh, to do this. So something to think about when choosing what you will do is an investment. So for doTERRA, for example, I believe it's a good and bad thing that it's a really low barrier of entry right? So to start with a doTERRA business, you start just like a customer does. It's $150-ish with tax and, and shipping. And from there, the only requirement is that you order um, about $100 every single month. So we're talking over a year, you've got about a you know $1,200, maybe let's say $2,000 investment for your business for the entire year, right? Really low investment and it's also product you get to use, right? So it's not like you're just spending $100 to have your business open. Now, that's very different than other businesses that I've owned. Uh, my marketing company was, was also actually a pretty low barrier to entry. I didn't have employees right out of the get-go. I needed a computer and some Wi-Fi. Now, I added expenses as we grew, right? Um, employees, other people needed computers, other people needed desks. You know, we uh, got an office space, we needed software. And so the expense, you know, added on by my choice. Um, but they're there, right? The salon was a big one, right? I took out a loan to be able to purchase this uh, business. And it was a very expensive, lots of lots of overhead owning a brick and mortar can be. I don't want to sway anyone completely away from that. I, I love brick and mortars. I'm so glad they're there. I'm so glad if that's your passion, uh, you want to step into that. Um, I do believe that anytime you are, you have a lease though, um, that building owns you a bit. Uh, my third business was a makeup line. I actually partnered um, with a really good friend and someone that worked for me at my marketing company. And um, it was something that neither her or I knew a lot about the industry. Um, we we had uh, the passion, uh, the excitement um, for owning a business, and um, there was a lot of expense in it, right? The formulation of the product and uh, the marketing and being able to get into an industry that obviously was is really um, you know, robust, right? I wouldn't say saturated. There's always room for more, um, but it was really robust. And so there was some expense in that, having an inventory and then having to... Um, you know, hold that right. And hope that in hopes that it's going to uh, sell <laughs> all the different shades, all the different stuff, a little bit, a little bit crazy. Now with doTERRA, obviously this is what I chose. This is the thing I, you know, drink the oil uh, infused Kool-Aid uh, here. Um, I love that. I do not have an in insane investment. I love that. I, um, you know, I, I could walk away at any point, I, I wouldn't, I don't know why you would. Um, um, I have residual income 
coming in and I don't have any overhead, right? I don't have to have an inventory. I don't have to have any um, business uh, building overhead unless I want to, right? I can kind of go on and on um, with that. But that's examples of investment. So some things to just be thinking about what are the, you know, bare minimum needs that I have in this business and what, what could it actually get to? Like, are there more expenses that will come as my business grows? Now, that's something I didn't think about with my marketing company as I brought on a new client, right? Sometimes I'd have to have, I'd have to have a, hire a whole new person because of how large that client was going to be coming on. We had one client um, at one time that really took on almost the entire capacity of one employee. So if I lost that client, now I have, right? You can kind of see that play out. Now, after the investment, you have to think about how much time do you have to commit to this business? So you need to set your expectations based on that. If someone came to me with doTERRA and said, you know what, I have about three hours a week that I'd like to give to a doTERRA business. Well, we would set the expectation for the climb in our company a little bit lower than someone that says to me, hey, I need to make this work. I'm hungry. I'm quitting my job or I need to quit my job real soon. I'm going to dedicate, you know, 20 30, maybe 40 hours to this every single week, I'd be like, oh, hold on, girlfriend. Like we can do a lot with that time. Now, when I got started with doTERRA, it was a little bit unintentional. I didn't know that it was going to start taking over more of my time. Uh, to be honest, I just started to be more and more passionate about it. My skill set started to increase. I was so willing to learn. Oh goodness. I wanted to know so many things. I had already tackled the wholesale thing. I actually love selling. I love providing uh, services to people for those that need it. Uh, there really wasn't a lot of risk besides, you know, my, my own um, judgment of myself, to be honest, I wanted more time freedom. I wanted more time freedom and doTERRA was going to be able to do that. And I, to be honest, so I wasn't super adaptable. <laughs> I wasn't willing yet to wholly, fully step into it. Um, but uh, that being said, I had about 10 hours that I was dedicating to doTERRA um, within about six months of my business. And I kind of hovered around there for the first uh, couple of years, 10 to 15 hours, 15 hours max. Now, because it's my full-time gig, you'd think I'd say I'm working this business 40 hours. I'm, I'm simply not. I homeschool my children. Um, I, you know, have a pretty robust life. And um, I would say I'm I, in that 30 hour range and really effective work, probably like 25. <laughs> so um, think about the time that you have to commit. If this is something you want to start, um, whether it be doTERRA or, you know, a business of uh, another business of your own, how much time do you have to commit? and then make your expectation uh, based on that. So for me, I have business plans for every single level um, of people that come in. Again, if someone came to me with three hours, I have a business plan for that. If someone came to me with 15 hours, 40 hours, right? I have exactly um, the success schedule of what I recommend that they do during that, that work time. And then we write out a goals um, based on those expectations, you know, on, on, and then set those expectations. So I, um, I hope 
if this is something, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, you know what, you're right. It is totally time for me to start a business. I hope that you will. I, it has been one of the very best decisions of my entire life. I, I can't imagine working in a nine to five or having someone set uh, mandates around my life and um, my hand, you know, my hands being tied or having to make decisions uh, that I just don't want to make. Right. And so I, I feel so entirely blessed to own my own businesses um, from 2009 all the way now here to 2022. It's a wild ride, you guys, but it is absolutely worth every blood, sweat, and tears uh, that have gone into the making of me and the making of my businesses. Now, if you're thinking right now that you're you're interested in just like learning more about what it would look like to start a doTERRA business. I have a feeling that many of you may be thinking that, um, I have a quick little video for you to watch. Um, all you have to do is text 43, this episode to my business line. It's 715-391-3140. And I'll say that again. You're going to text the number 43 to 715-391-3140. After you watch that little uh, video, um, I'll shoot you over a a link that you can schedule a call with me. If that interests you, I would love to have that conversation. And what I'd love for you to be prepared with is how many hours uh, do you want to invest into a doTERRA business? Now, if it's not doTERRA, if it's something else in your world, again, congrats. I'd love to help you take that leap. Stay tuned to this podcast. I will be dishing out more and more and more information on starting a business, on building a business, you know, on growing it, what that looks like uh, from marketing to strategy and, and beyond. It's where my heart and my passion lies um, in another world, like I've said before, I would be a coach. Like I, I I've done it before. Um, I feel like that's actually what I do within doTERRA. Now, tomorrow on the podcast, we are talking about strengths, specifically StrengthsFinder 2.0. And I am interviewing a strengths coach named Eddie Vila, and he is so fantastic. I absolutely, uh, I know that I could have probably talked to him for uh, a, a full day. 24 hours, start to finish. (laughs) We could have geeked out on strengths, um, every single one of them unpacking them. Uh, but I have a feeling that you are really going to enjoy, uh, that podcast. So I hope that you tune in and I would absolutely love to hear from you. Jump over to Instagram and drop me a message. Have a great day guys. Bye.